0: Tchau. E Hi everyone, my name is Michael Kaiser. And I'm John Wilson. And welcome to another special episode of Make Ours Marvel we like to call not comics.
1: This is our 20th time to depart from the usual comic book fun to talk about one of the Marvel productions that has come to our screens. And it is another in the X-Men franchise of films. Today we are talking about Deadpool. And so joining us once again is the amazing Sarah Sentry. Welcome to the show, Sarah.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's like been 20 episodes.
0: We keep inviting you back because you haven't seen any of these, so that's fun. Yeah,
2: yeah. I <laughs> haven't seen this one. This might be the last one I haven't seen. I'm oh, not okay. sure. I'm we're, not 100% on that yet.
0: We're we're catching up to where you become an X-Men fan again?
2: <laughs> Movie fan.
0: <laughs> Movie fan, right, right.
1: Well, the... um the first one of these we did was January of 2019. And this is now December of 2019. So we have finished one year since we started this journey. It's pretty amazing.
0: And there, yeah. there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of MCU interruption either. If I recall. No. correctly.
2: Really?
0: Yeah. Other than um, also, game one.
1: <laughs> also, none of us have seen star Wars, the rise of Skywalker yet. So as you're listening to this, please do not tell us spoilers. <laughs>
0: nor will we accidentally give any
1: right we'll not accidentally spoil (laughs) you on rise of skywalker except i did hear that most of the movie is just baby yoda like conquering the galaxy
0: oh wow! and he beheads like kylo ren and
1: it's all over over after that yeah Baby yoda versus kylo's pecs that's what that's what the movie is oh wow we got that whole like meme of him standing there topless like his body is a rectangle yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's true Anyways, uh-huh. Deadpool.
2: Deadpool.
1: So, yeah. Deadpool. um, This is, are we up to 2015 now? No, it's this the same year as Days of Future Past, so 2013.
0: It was.
2: I, I had this, this all pulled
0: 20- up. Um, 2016, yeah. February 2016.
2: I had to look three fast. times. Yeah, I was like, what?
0: So they've done two Deadpool since 2016. Wow. Yeah.
1: Okay, okay. Well, um, of course, Deadpool was in development hell for so long, Mm -hmm. Um, and Ryan Reynolds kind of like had a sort of grassroots campaign to be Deadpool. Um, He had been Green Lantern, so there was a lot of mixed opinion over whether or not he should do Deadpool, but Ryan Reynolds is a funny guy. Evidently, he did a really good job in Blade 3, maybe, but I haven't seen it.
0: Yes, he did. That was one of the few good things about Blade 3, yeah. True. Also yeah. are, are we talking before or after he already played Deadpool? Cuz I'm not really sure of the history of this whole grassroots thing. Like uh, like cuz he's he's played Deadpool before he played Deadpool.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, after after Origins. He's okay. trying to get an actual Deadpool movie. And like there was a lot of I, I don't know. I remember there being a lot of talk about there being a Deadpool solo movie for a while of, and I don't know if it was a legitimate trailer teaser or whatever, but um it was released as just a clip. And it was him up on the um, overpass with the shoot song okay. drawing it being Deadpool. So um, that
0: so that was made to show studios what they could do. And then anytime he's interviewed about that, he talks about how it accidentally wink wink got leaked to the public, uh, <laughs> meaning I think he did it or his people did it. And that is really what pushed the fan base to be like, make this movie. And then the studios heard that and made the movie. Yeah, in all
2: fairness, he's way, way better as Deadpool than he was. (laughs) I mean, Green Lantern, a lot of other problems, Mm -hmm. maybe not all can be blamed on Ryan Reynolds, but certainly he's a lot better as a Deadpool, I think.
1: Well, I know when I think Hal Jordan, I think comedic actor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, he is kind of a doof, but yeah, it didn't quite ring true for the Hal Jordan thing. But I do remember people like when Origins came out going like, yeah, they didn't nail Deadpool in terms of like, what he looks like and what he's supposed to be able to do and stuff, but they all kind of liked uh, Ryan Reynolds' attitude on the character.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a kind of a, like, he was a great Deadpool until he became Deadpool. Right. In that yeah. movie.
0: Yeah. Like, they got Deadpool all wrong, but he still sounded like Deadpool and he was funny. So, mm-hmm. it's like, let's have him be Deadpool for real.
1: So, remembering um, three years ago when this came out, now, Sarah, you're still um, vetoing superhero films at this
2: point, right? Yeah, the first time I watched this movie was right before we started recording again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. so, and I wrapped it up at the very end, like the cartoon part was running. I think right around the time that you sent me a message, <laughs> like that, like cartoon <laughs> end credits uh-huh. was running, and I was like, "Oh, just oh. in time! Nice timing."
0: So, did you miss the Ferris Bueller ending?
2: What? <laughs> what? I There's, never a even... There's a,
0: There's post-credit. a Ferris. There's a post credit. I mean, after not to service. skip right to the end of this already, but yeah, at the, after the credits, he comes out in a robe and goes, are you still here? The uh, movie's over. Go oh my or whatever. God. So, No, yeah. I
2: totally missed it.
1: Oh, well. well and we then, you then Jennifer Grey walks in and tells him what <laughs> next to him. No, no, no,
2: no. <laughs> Why isn't Jennifer Grey in this movie? Like, Why isn't Jennifer Grey
1: in more movies? We need more Jennifer Grey. Yeah. Yeah. Sony probably put her in a corner. and That's terrible.
2: They did. They did.
1: Um, okay. So you just saw the movie. So thinking back, you know, to a uh, three and a half minutes ago, um, <laughs> what was your, what was your overall first reaction to the film?
2: My first reaction to the film, I was fairly annoyed by about the first 20 minutes of it, but once it kind of gets into its uh, groove, I think it gets a lot better. And yeah, cause I've seen the second one, right? I haven't, mm-hmm. I hadn't seen one. So watching this one, I was like, Hmm. I like the second one a lot better. And then once it kind of evened out, I think like there was a, at the beginning, I was kind of like jokes. Uh, they're not like, they're not, you know, they're not hitting the spot for me. So I just kind of, uh, waited (laughs) and then it got funnier and, or I was less critical. I'm not sure like what ended up happening there. Um, but I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. It was definitely a Deadpool movie. I'll say that
1: first 20 minutes. So the highway shoot up scene. And then when he meets Vanessa.
2: Yeah, I think the pizza stuff. Right. Yeah. I think I was a little annoyed with some of this. No, I loved the pizza stuff because that's very dead. But I think it was like the beginning where him and Vanessa are talking and I was just like, yeah, (laughs) like
1: the calendar girl song was playing.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. I mean, it's like the meat, but like, you know, here, I'm in love with this person because we've said three lines to each other and they were really witty and that kind of stuff always kind of grates on me because I'm just uh, like, that's not what love is like. Or maybe it is for some people, I guess. But I don't know. It's fine. Whatever. I was just like kind of spacing out and just kind of like, whatever, like whatever to this script. And then I was like, okay, it's better now. Like,
0: yeah. It's like they had to montage, I don't know how long they were together, but they had to montage like a year's worth of romance. In five seconds, it's in like
2: five seconds, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, because if you, I don't want to spoil this movie that came out, you know, a little while ago for anybody, but if you watched the second one, like Vanessa very rapidly gets bridged. So.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Like, that's one of like the biggest.
2: So watching like the love story back, I think was like really obnoxious in a way, because it's just like, you're just setting her up to die again. <laughs> like mm-hmm. she, she gets kidnapped in this. So she's like the MacGuffin or whatever. And then in the next one, I'm just like, all right. And then she's dead in like the first, you know, few minutes or whatever. Um, so probably just the fact that I knew like already that they were going to fridge this character <laughs> and like, they're trying to make it be like charming, I guess was really obnoxious. But at the same time, there's so pro sex worker in this, and it was really nice. So yeah. That was also, what, what was it? To even it happy out for
0: me. happy uh, Feminist Day or something like that? <laughs>
2: International, International Women's
0: Day. Day. International Women's Day, yeah. That you one. know
2: what? Happy International <laughs> Women's Day to you, Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right. <funny. laughs> that was and pretty good. Until great. the
2: next film. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, until the next film.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, so it was good. I don't know. What did you all, what was your experience?
1: Michael, do you remember how you felt about it in 2016? I know I.
0: Know I I know I went to the theater, and I know I liked it, and I continue to like it. I don't like know a lot about Deadpool, other uh-huh. than I was reading New Mutants when he first showed up.
2: Oh, wow, yeah. He always
0: just seemed like a lethal Spider-Man to me. Like Rob, <laughs> Rob Liefeld's idea of just taking Spider-Man, but letting him kill people with swords.
2: Definitely Cause, in New Mutants.
0: Because he kind of has that Spider-Man look, and he has the you know, the jokes and all that, except he stabs people in the head. So that's the difference. Um, but I never got past, like, when he starts breaking the fourth wall and really, I, I assume there's a run out there that people really love or something like that that oh, I've yeah. never I've never read. So to me, it's like I kind of know who Deadpool is. And I went to this movie and walked away thinking, yeah, that was a good Deadpool movie. Nice. And I still think it is. You know, it's funny. It's not like, you know – necessarily ground well it is i'll say it's groundbreaking in the fact that he has white eyes that's pretty amazing and that gives me hope for like batman someday can we do a deadpool eye on batman please but you know otherwise it's not like super groundbreaking or anything like that i think it was just solid and you could tell like reynolds and the people involved in this really understood deadpool and wanted to bring him to life on the screen in a way that was way better than origins so it was pretty satisfying
1: well this um one of the ways it might have been groundbreaking was the huge hubbub about being an r-rated superhero oh yeah
0: good point yeah I yeah
2: was gonna say that. And so the fact that it's like hyper violent and it's superheroes mm-hmm. i think yeah
1: he Orton beat wolverine people. to the punch yeah and <laughs> yeah, talked about his testicles that's uh, yeah.
2: right <laughs> <laughs> some things about that i could have done without but <laughs> but they knew that when they were writing that script <laughs> yeah.
1: right right um I knew almost nothing about Deadpool other than, you know, some of the basics, like Mike said, um, I certainly hadn't read much Deadpool. Um, now I've read, you know, his early new mutant stuff and, and he actually doesn't really become the whole jokey mouthy person until he gets his first miniseries. Mm-hmm. Those early New Mutants X-Force appearances, Not he's more annoying. <laughs> yeah, more annoying than humorous if he's even mouthing off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you read New Mutants 98, he doesn't mouth off in that. Oh. Except for like maybe one or two smart ass lines. Um But then when it, you know, whenever he becomes the solo of his own miniseries, then he's cracking wise and making jokes. Uh, my X Men read through has been stalled out for about six months. Um, I'm in the middle of that first mini series, but I've been in the middle of that first mini series since last <laughs> summer. So, right. um, um, can
2: you tell me who? Just remind me who Fabian wrote that one. Whatever, right? It was? I think Nisiesa. I yeah. think I can look it up. Uh, and then was the second one by Nisiesa or was it by Loeb? Because I, for some reason, I'm like imparting that Loeb wrote a mini series, but that is. <laughs> Probably a lie, I guess, now that I think about it, because I think it was Nicieza. Um, I don't know. That's a little off topic, but the off first, topic,
0: too. Go, go ahead. What, was the first one the one with like the big dead pool on a black cover and he's like a little tiny guy on it or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Big black yeah. cover. I think I read those. So that's probably where I got the jokey part, but then I didn't get past that.
1: So uh, it's called, the, it's, it's subtitled The Circle Chase and it's Fabian Nisieza with Joe Mad Art. Mm-hmm. That's the first one. And then the second miniseries the next year was um, Mark Wade and Ian Churchill. Oh,
2: yes. Okay. That's what I was trying to remember because I remembered the Ian Churchill art. Um, I started reading, like I read Deadpool a bunch whenever I was, because I think I was like uh, maybe 14 or something whenever the Joe Kelly series started. And so those jokes like really landed for me (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. as like a 14 year old. I was just like, this comic is hilarious. (laughs) It's my favorite thing ever. Um, I'm not sure how well it would age. (laughs) Like I might not like read it back, but I've been reading this character for a really long time. Um, So yeah, it's interesting, I guess like, the x-men trajectory that we're on where i'm like i haven't seen any of the movies but i did read every single one of those like early deadpool comics
0: but see i see the movie and then i don't know if vanessa or francis freeman or weasel or angel dust or negasonic teenage warhead are people that come from the comics or they just make them up for the movie not that it even Uh, matters because it it stands alone well enough but
1: yeah Yeah, we'll talk about about such things I'm sure we'll talk about more each one as as we go forward, yeah. but yeah, right. I, most or all of those are definitely comic based characters. Oh, cool. Ooh. Okay, um, I mean,
0: not Colossus, obviously. <laughs>
2: Plus, this was a new creation.
1: For yeah, totally.
0: Totally made up for this movie.
1: But. Yeah, he, he resembled a character from X2 in The Last Stand, but I don't think it's the same guy.
0: Yeah, they made a Russian for some reason. It was weird.
1: Right, right. I mean, why why take a Midwestern American white guy and turn him into a hulking Russian dude? Obviously, they're different characters. Yeah. Um. Okay, so yeah, uh, my, so my first impressions were pretty pretty solid i i enjoyed it um i knew nothing about what to compare it to at the time going back and re-watching it was interesting because i actually do know who vanessa is from from at least yep. you know those those first few scenarios in the x uh, x-force comic um and we'll talk about that in a minute but uh but let's you know ryan reynolds he he's done green lantern he did Deadpool in Origins. Two uh, guys, he does a girl this... in a pizza
2: place. <laughs> Thank you. I was waiting for that.
1: <laughs> what? Two guys, a girl in
0: a pizza place is where I know him from. Initially, he was on a yeah. TV show. Oh, I never saw that. He and then they Deadpool changed it in
2: that show as well. <laughs> yeah, he
0: pretty much just plays Ryan Reynolds in everything he does. It just so happens that Ryan Reynolds is perfect for Deadpool, but I don't think it's a stretch for him necessarily.
1: No. Ryan Reynolds is a six-one-five Deadpool, the one who actually hasn't killed anybody. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Uh, but he does a pretty great job. I mean, oh, totally. I, I appreciate that he leaves his mask on for so much of the movie.
0: Totally. Yes.
1: Uh, because that's kind of a trope with with full face mask characters as they lose their mask uh-huh.
0: a lot. Uh huh. Um, like Spider Man on. One, Spider Man Two, Iron Man. Yeah. Like every ending, yeah. their mask rips off, or flies off, or falls off.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So who who should we tackle first? I guess. Do y'all have any other thoughts on, on Ryan Reynolds as, as uh, his performance?
2: Yeah, I guess just that um, he really made this whole movie happen. So you kind of have to go right. up for the guy after like all of the stuff. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't looking good. I don't think after, after Wolverine Origins. So the fact that he was able just kind of by charisma to like make this work and, you know, massive privilege in Hollywood, but uh-huh. um <laughs> But those two things combined—the fact that he was able to just like kind of pull this movie together, I guess—in a way is pretty impressive. His dedication to the character is inspiring. <laughs> Question mark.
1: <laughs> to this character in particular, above all others. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm Mike, trying to think, think of.
0: A... I'm trying to think of like another instance where like a character has been depicted even by the same actor, even, and then like they go, "No, no, no, let's do that again," and then they do it way better like this is probably the only time right it's got to be
1: uh, And didn't know. connery have an unofficial james bond film i don't know if it was good or not i haven't seen it but
2: oh, right. oh
0: never, never say never again yeah right <laughs> something like that but um yeah i don't know it's just kind of amazing that it exists really it's just fun that it exists it's like a great like uh you know just something it just seems like it's made for the fans you know like mm-hmm. like it's a love project
2: yeah, and you can tell like they were reading the comics for sure. Like mm-hmm. they wouldn't have been able to put all this together without doing that.
0: So, so I, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Ryan Reynolds, of course, he's like just dead on, perfect for Deadpool. So, yeah, great job, Ryan.
1: But so uh, we had Morena Bakarin or Bakkarine as Vanessa. Okay. Um, Sarah, do you want to give a rundown on Copycat?
2: Oh sure. Um. Whoa, that is a lot worse in the comic <laughs> than it is in the movie because Deadpool is a super abusive boyfriend who essentially just stalks her um, I don't know if there's any way to give that a better reading it's basically just him being really violent, threatening to kill her a lot chasing her away um, and then she eventually <laughs> ends up dating Kane who is a Weapon X character mm. hands- he's the one
1: with the action figure fists
2: yeah his hands they launch off detach and just like watch people which is really the worst and he has zero personality and poor vanessa has just been gaslit and tortured so she ends up with that schmo um she is like in the comics has been repeatedly frigid as well she's treated very very badly by writers i think just overall so in this it's like cool like she's a sex worker she's like totally you know like this guy is such a jackass and she just gives as good as she gets. Right. Like the whole time, every line that he throws at her, she has a response to immediately. They're like making weird jokes about being way too traumatized as children and like all of this stuff. So I don't know. She was more empowered here in a way than I think that we've ever really seen her. But at the same time, it's like she gets like, <laughs> and also she's like the object of this movie. Right. Like the, Definitely the, object. the object and like, you know, So it's like she has characterization. It's nice to see a little bit of characterization for this girl. I feel bad for her because I feel like she's just always kind of gotten the short end of the stick with this stuff because it's not better in the comics. It's like a lot worse, actually.
0: So I'm looking at the Wikipedia on this copycat lady and it says alter ego or notable aliases Domino.
2: Mm, Yeah, she went as Domino for the beginning of X-Force. So if you read back those old
0: um, X-Force, then that's not Domino. So I think the only Domino I've ever read is Copycat. Then,
2: oh, that's probably yeah, because I think it's all the way up until like issue nine or something like that. Oh, I was going to say
1: fourteen-ish, but yeah, Yeah, it's a ways into the run, huh?
2: Yeah, and then she's like, Hey, it's actually me, and all the kids are like, uh <laughs> Who
1: was
0: that? Yeah, I
2: don't, I don't let's I
0: don't reveal think. let's reveal a whole new character that nobody knows.
2: Yeah. You have
1: this uh you have this this one issue where Domino says a few things that are kind of like, huh, what am I? She's doing that. And at the end of the issue, she leaves headquarters and goes to this other place and goes down to a basement and there's Domino mm. as a as a prisoner. So Domino is holding Domino prisoner, you're like, What the hell? And, um, you know, it, it comes out in the next issue or two, what exactly is going on there? But yeah. Um,
0: so basically it sounds like outside of the name, there's really no connection, like in terms of,
2: there is in that does she she have a very badly. (laughs)
0: Okay. But does copycat have a, uh, you know, uh, uh, prostitute origin or any sort of connection to,
2: there's a, um, Oh yeah, go ahead.
1: Like they I was going to say that there, there's they a dated? love relationship with Deadpool, but whenever you meet the characters, it's past tense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. And I don't know if it's ever treated in flashbacks.
2: It is. Yes. Okay. We've seen a little bit of it. Also, there's been times where they got back together briefly, but honestly, like almost no matter what you do, it's always just going to be this kind of brutal situation because they try really hard to like kind of slut shame her in the comics, while mm-hmm. like Deadpool is literally like stalking and like you know it's like it's ugly it's an ugly situation but also uh in the comics she's a shapeshifter so and she has like black eyes um Ooh. because it was the 90s <laughs> when she was created her uh skin is like all white her hair is all white oh, so she looks God. a little bit different but yeah, yeah she looks very 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 much like she was created in, the, in the movie,
1: she's a shapeshifter, too. She just looks like Marina Buckley in the entire time. Yeah. yeah she,
2: right. <laughs> her shapeshifting right. is to, like, slightly change the length of her bangs between right. the
0: scenes. So you can tell the passage of time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, I I haven't read a lot of the flash. I haven't read any of the flashbacks, actually, that deal with their relationship. So um, with the early Deadpool stuff that I've been reading, I kind of read this film as a possible past story. Like, this could be their origin story and then they have a falling out and something happens and you know they hate each other later but um but i guess they do flashback and make it toxic
2: uh just the way that he talks about her um through that entire first run of x-force i think is uh terrifying (laughs) and also just like You know, I mean, what could be more terrifying? We see the links that this guy goes to for everything. So like the links that he goes to for revenge and imagine like that guy's your ex-boyfriend and he thinks that you wronged him. Like that's just really nightmarish. Um, So (laughs) that part sucks. I don't know. Because
1: modern Deadpool, you can't take a single thing he does seriously. Right. But early Deadpool, he was meant to be taken mostly seriously. Even though he cracks wise, it was... I mean, Peter Parker cracks wise, but you still take him seriously as a character.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I liked the positive sex working aspect. I try not to hold the fridging and number two against this film, Um, hey. but she is definitely the MacGuffin object of this film. She I think the most depth she gets is whenever they're sitting in the uh, doctor's office. Right. Finding out that he has cancer and she immediately goes into action and you see this like you see this adult, how she would behave in a real world situation, dealing with real world stuff instead of just happy, sexy, fun time?
2: Yes. I think that that was really interesting. And I liked just kind of a lot of the stuff about her, where you just know that this is someone who's been through a lot of shit and she knows how to take care of herself. Um, She doesn't really get to exhibit that very much here, but it is nice just to get that second, even if that moment is entirely about him. Like it is still nice to see because she does just jump right into action.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, is there any moment? Cause I'm trying to remember. I feel like there was, but I can't remember. Was there any moment where, you know, when she inevitably inevitably becomes a hostage that she hits the bad guy, kicks the bad guy, punches the bad guy. Something um, I, I always look for that in a movie, like when the woman just becomes like the object to save. Like sometimes I go, "Can you pick up the pipe, lady, and hit the guy in the back of the head?" You know, right? Yeah, because he's like, not you looking at do you.
2: That. <laughs> you. Yeah, can do that I can't remember. And in real life, you would like you know right. nine times out of ten, like you're gonna you're right. meet women who are definitely gonna hit that guy with a pipe. Um, I, I believe that the did. only thing she does is get that really sick insult in on him.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, because she's stuck in that that pressure tube thing huh that's right yeah, yeah. so yeah. she does
2: get herself out of that um you know and she, so
1: she stabs him
2: okay yes.
0: there you go that's what i'm looking she for does, she does. there you go so that's
1: something
2: it I is mean, something
1: at the, at the end she runs a sword through him there you go so she has a little bit of power
2: yes um All right. not too much <laughs> but no. definitely a little but i liked uh, her i don't know i liked her as a character i wish that we had gotten to see a lot more of her
0: Alright, so then the speaking of the guy that got stabbed through, what the heck was his name again? Uh, <laughs> Ajax, a.k.a.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Ajax.
0: Francis. Okay, first of all, I mean, yeah, he's evil and horrible and I wanted to beat him up the whole movie because he's mean, but the whole idea of like this superpower that is, I just don't feel pain, that's the worst superpower ever, don't you think? Yes. Like, <laughs> people, people have that power in real life and it's like bad because you just sit around and accidentally put your hand on a stovetop and burn your hand off cuz you can't feel yes. it that's that's not a good thing it's not <laughs> it's kind it of weird it be it
2: doesn't treat this guy very well either in the
0: end right it's like if i had to get in a fight and couldn't feel the pain that was being inflicted on me that's not good cuz then you're not paying attention to it
1: <laughs> i've been um i've been reading game of thrones and there's the boy who loses the use of his legs uh-huh. and there's this one point where he's on a horse and he's with people who get attacked by bandits and somebody stabs him in the leg and it's like He's just looking at it Mm -hmm. and like looking at it and seeing how it's starting to bleed. He's like, Oh, that's going to (laughs) suck. It's just like, you can't feel it. That's not a good thing.
0: Right.
2: (laughs) Yeah. This guy was ridiculous.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he did a good job of being a bad guy, I guess.
2: He was very hateable. Yep.
1: Yeah. His face was hateable. I wanted to punch it.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. that little smirk. Good God. They knew what they were doing when they cast this guy.
1: And it's like, his eyes are pretty, but it's just like they're in this really nasty face. Mm -hmm. I don't know.
0: He was in Game of Thrones, speaking of Game of Thrones, but uh, (laughs) I don't don't remember where.
1: Oh,
0: Uh, Francis was? Ed Screen is his name, I guess. Third season? Maybe I didn't get that far. I don't know.
1: um, Yeah, Ed Screen is the actor's name. I don't know who played in Game of Thrones, but that's okay. Um, Yeah,
2: that's okay. Everybody's good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're all fine. I yeah.
2: don't want
0: to see that guy again. Dario <laughs> Dario Naharis, Naharis is who
1: Oh, yes. He actually had a pretty good role in that. Okay. He was um he was Daenerys's first consort. So like he was all supportive of her but oh. also kind of roguish.
2: Yeah, okay. <laughs> and oh, they so, changed who you're talking
0: about. Then so then they changed like
1: actors him. for that character for the 4th season. I was like, "No, bring back the pretty one." <laughs>
0: oh, yeah that's why there's a different picture on this page
1: interesting um okay well his well, he, face is a lot nicer than that one <laughs> well maybe
0: maybe it's the long hair he's certainly a jerk jerky boy when you shave his head off shave his hair off
2: yeah good god
1: um was um he's was based he on the comics
2: ajax yeah he is i believe he was just about as forgettable and annoying and evil as he is in this uh I don't remember exactly where he popped up. At first, I was like laughing because I was like, I always remember T-Ray, like who was like the first Deadpool, like nemesis in his Joe Kelly series. And he was honestly like one of the very worst villains ever. He's the guy with like the orange hair and has like a bandaid over his nose all of the time. And, uh, you know, just so one dimensional. It's unbelievable. I was thinking about him and I thought it might be him for a second, but Ajax is yet another one. That's just kind of the same kind of blendy as far as like super villains go
0: created by Joe Kelly, Deadpool number 14, 1998. And no, I'm not pulling that out
2: of my memory. (laughs) Joe (laughs) Kelly also created T-Ray.
0: Oh, well, there you go.
2: (laughs) Thanks Joe. (laughs) But he did give us mostly the fourth wall breaking Deadpool. So we got to take some bad with the good, I guess.
1: Right. Right. (laughs) Uh, um now this whole workshop business in the movie Mm -hmm. that actually is mostly comics accurate is that right
2: absolutely uh there's definitely a place where he goes and there's a bunch of mercs hanging out they all try to get jobs and i believe even i don't remember actually what weasel's job is (laughs) in the comic um he might not be the bartender if not I think that this was a good ingenuitive way to work him into the movie because I think he does really well in this and he comes across very much like he does in the comics. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that making him the bartender at that exact spot is a great, like very solid plan.
0: Well, yeah, TJ Miller is really good at being TJ Miller. So so just like Ryan Reynolds, he's basically just made for this part, I guess. I don't Uh, know.
1: I'd like to see some of the stuff that they ad-libbed before like other than the final takes that they made mm. like whenever you know whenever they're sitting in the bar together and just kind of riffing on each other i'm sure a lot of that was come up with on the fly um it feels like the sort of thing like whenever he sees ryan's face for the first time and says the whole thing with the avocado i feel like that's the sort of thing that probably was you know one of several things that he could have said in that bit mm-hmm. but that's always oh, true with like sure. comedies like this you, you get all the all the funny stuff people said that didn't make it into the movie.
0: Oh, I bet if you watch the trailer, there's probably a different line in it, just because that's well, yeah, how trailers could, are. Oh,
1: also, right. they, they can't have that in the trailer because.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. And I remember that scene in the trailer, so there probably was a different line they used.
1: Anyway. Um, and then Deadpool's origin story here, where he goes and gets turned into a superhero, that was that was basically the same. Like they didn't really change his story much, did they?
2: Yeah, I don't believe so. Not really at all. Um, yeah, cause it's, you know, they might have added something since I read it the first time, but I don't think so. I think that the first time that got really fleshed out was in the Joe Kelly run as well. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but that was the first time I read about it. <laughs> so that must be the first time it right. got talked about. Um, <laughs> but that was kind of, it, it was strange because I think for a long time people were just like, wait, so wait, what is this guy? It was one of those cool characters, kind of like Cable, that got tossed in and then later writers were like, okay, I mean, he seems popular and he stuck around longer than we thought he would. So I guess we better give him like a backstory or something. And then they're what? like, how does he know every character? Okay, I guess he was in Web and X because that's how you know every character.
1: But he's also from the future. He not what? only has a mysterious past. Oh wait, you said Cable, but you're actually oh yeah the, yeah yeah. yeah. you back to Deadpool, <laughs> right? Same
2: thing. Right.
1: Same thing. Deadpool is also for the future.
0: I remember both yeah. yet. both Cable and Deadpool when they were introduced, and everybody's just like, "How are they mutants?" And it took a really long time to answer that. I think.
2: Yeah. I seem yeah, to yeah. recall. We didn't know it's what like, Cable's power is. It's were.
0: like he's got big guns and a cybernetic guy, and he's leading mutants. Why? How is he a mutant? What makes him a mutant? <laughs> and it took like forever for them to finally show him like telekinetically lifting something. Or...
2: Totally, yeah. yeah. I remember that too. And with Deadpool, where they were yeah. just like, "I guess he's just a ninja," just <laughs> and like a later, ninja? Yeah. it's like, "Oh, he uh, has like healing factor situation." Mm-hmm.
1: That's fun because, yeah, back in the day when these ca- characters were mysteries, when Cable was just a mysterious <laughs> man with a past.
0: And right. the real, the real mystery is, was was it a mystery for Rob Liefeld too? <laughs> yeah, well, <'cause, laughs>
2: you pretty much put money yeah. on that one.
0: <laughs> it's kind of George Lucasy about his answers on things like that sometimes. Dude
2: God, yeah. And you know, like, Louise Simonson, every time you see her be interviewed, she's like, it was an unfortunate pairing. <laughs> you're just like, yeah, because you were, like, an adult and you were working with a 19-year-old <laughs> like, yeah, who or was at just, least like, w- suddenly had all of the power, like, all of the creative control. And you're like, oh, yeah. how is this going to work? Or at
1: least whatever whatever backstory he had for them is not what eventually happened because he left the company.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: I was thinking about that recently. How you have all those uh, those those artists creators who were like given the keys to the kingdom and locked up and left. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, Image is like a really funny time period too because they all just did. Uh, like analogs, direct analogs of the characters that they were already doing. Other than Spawn, I think Spawn is a little bit different. Well, he Um, sure
0: looks like Spider-Man.
2: Sure, he does. He really does. Uh, Except for that gigantic cape. Oh, yeah. um, Yeah, with like Jim Lee going to the Wildcats. I remember it took like a lot of issues for it not just to be like boring (laughs) X-Men. Uh huh. Eventually, Alan Moore wrote it and it got really good. But, you know, it took a little while.
1: I'm just going to sit over here and keep podcasting about Image Comics over at All the Pouches. So, you know.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah, everybody has to listen to all the pouches so that we can find out all of the when, details. When it got good? Yeah.
1: I, I'm not saying they're like, you know, awesome literature or anything, but, you know, I'm having fun reading most of them.
2: Oh, sure. Yeah. It's fun to read. They were
1: fun out. to read. Yeah. I collected a bunch of them.
2: It was yeah. exciting
0: times. It was exciting times. All these artists who were getting creative control and
1: stuff.
2: Yeah. But the that's stuff so I enjoy more that is, is,
1: is that it's, it's less derivative. You know, Savage Dragon, Spawn, the Max. That stuff is, you know, not, not, not just putting different colors on the same costume designs.
2: Right. Yeah. I do wish, I don't want to make this be the Max podcast, but I just wish that it aged a little bit better. That's all I'm going to say. Like, whenever I was like, you know, a teenager once again, loved it. It was like a plus for me. And then I like read back some of it pretty recently and was like, Oh no. Oh, Hmm. Okay. Got it.
1: Yeah. Well, I've been, I've had my daughter Lily on for those segments. And so we've been talking about it together and she's, she's turning 18 next month. Um, so she's read the whole series several years ago and now she's rereading it again and talking about the show. And um, it is kind of weird and cringy with the Julie character at the beginning and she 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 favors the interpretation that kind of the part of the point is that julie isn't actually right at the beginning and that she right. has a journey to get on. she's broken yeah. but um but anyways that's all the pouches that's that's the max that's
2: yeah i'll go on that box. podcast another time we'll talk about deadpool
1: <laughs> 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 so what else we got on deadpool we got we got lots of good i mean well, the we- thing is the movie's hilarious i mean we yes. we can analyze the characters talking about how they were and everything but when it comes right down to it, this is this is a violent, vulgar, somewhat sexy, mostly sex jokey, um, you know, action adventure film.
0: Uh huh.
2: I love Colossus in this movie. Yeah, I love him in the second one. I think that he's great. He's a perfect foil with Deadpool. So good.
1: He's definitely the straight man. Oh yeah. So do do we
2: wish
0: they had figured out a way to not make him a complete computer generated character?
2: Yeah. Um, ugh, I or don't know.
0: or does it not bother anybody? I don't know. I'm kind I, of on the fence.
2: I always feel the same way about the Hulk in movies, where I'm just uh, like, no matter how advanced this gets, it still always looks really strange to have those characters. Like those two specific characters are ones where I'm like, you know, you're directing, you're like directly basing this on Mark Ruffalo's face right now, and yet for some reason it just looks so off. Um... But yeah, it was kind of off-putting, I guess, in a way. But then also, I think about it, and I'm like, how, <laughs> how could they have got, like made moving metal guy? You know, I'm sure they could have figured it out, like movie magic, right? But
1: it's, I mean, I, I this Colossus versus the Colossus we had in X2 and Last Stand. I mean, it was so exciting at the time when X2 came out to see peter you know turned metal during the raid on the mansion uh-huh. um I was like oh my gosh that's colossus <laughs> um but then this happens and he's you know he's like the goody 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 colossus which again is sort of the ideal beginning of claremont's run colossus not oh, yeah. the colossus we get later um, yeah
2: he's a little bit more complicated as time goes on
1: yeah but he does you're right he's a great foil for deadpool and um he he, lets, he is sort of our gateway to being able to access Negasonic Teenage Warhead, and she I was fantastic.
2: <laughs> she's the best. I
1: really, I think- really like her in the second one, but she's pretty great here, too. I think it's interesting how he talks about the
0: X-Men like they're the Justice League or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when
2: they're all so, like... So sketchy morally.
0: Yeah, right. It's like he kept you in order to be a you. You have to be a a more upstanding, respectable person, Wade, in order to be like you know a member of the X Men team. And I'm just thinking, um, Wolverine's on the X Men. Yeah, I don't think you know quite what
2: you're talking about
0: here. (laughs) I mean, the X Men are awfully sketchy. This is not the Fantastic Four we're talking about, you know.
2: Uh, But
0: but 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 it does work because he is kind of like, at least initially, he was kind of like the innocent knave sort of big dumb ox character and he's sort of they that's how they play him on this and i think it works works well for you know playing off of deck. right
2: he's poetic he has this whole thing where he's telling like the you know only four or five moments in your life actually matter and this is Mm. your moment like Mm -hmm. his whole poetic nature to me Mm -hmm. reads completely like that early or early claremont era of him
0: he he Um, talks like a weightlifter
2: yeah but like a one that's motivated
1: <laughs> yeah, one that
2: goes to art museums, oh, yeah. which is like very—I right. don't know—I love that guy. Like, that's my favorite. Right. I think that they've tried oh. to go a lot of different directions with Colossus, and uh, my least favorite was probably like jaded teenager in his like late twenties <laughs> kind of mm. Colossus in like the nineties, I guess. Um, mm. But this also reminded me kind of of the return that they did, where it was like Cable and X Force or whatever where we saw him have a relationship with Domino. He kind of had that like return to that early days, but with like, not as naive as he comes across here, I guess. So that's Mm -hmm. my like prime era of that guy. But I thought this was good still. I mean, he's kind of like the butt of the joke a little bit, but he plays it and like handles it very well. I think.
0: It's a way that in a way, this movie is kind of like a redemption for both Deadpool and Colossus. Yes. (laughs) We get a we get a redo on characters that we weren't really satisfied with.
2: Yes. God, I was weirded out by Colossus not having a Russian accent. Like,
1: right? Or and here they totally and we went didn't in for it. it.
2: Yeah. Or, they, oh yeah, I hear they went off. Like they were or, like you were
0: helping Wolverine fight at all, which was like, come on, yeah. you're freaking Colossus. You could just push through all these guys, no problem.
2: Yeah, he was at least his like power was shown, and it's. You know, whenever he gets taken out, you know, (laughs) then even that I think is to good effect because you're like, oh, no, this lady is like a badass. (laughs) She, like, just knocked him across this whole uh, yard or whatever. It's funny whenever uh, Deadpool tries to fight him (laughs) and just can't.
1: Right. Oh, God, I love breaks every bone.
0: I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of great jokes in this, but I do love like superhero landing, superhero landing. And uh, <laughs> and like the fact that he forgot all the guns in the taxi, that just cracks me up. Yes. Somebody has to he has to just go going with a sword. And like, yeah, he basically just six colossus on the, the strong girl because he can't take her so that was it fun to be
2: on Nagasaki
0: and then boy. and then he's like just kill her or, you know get her and then like she punches him and he flies across it's like okay how about you get her and she's like texting or something I mean I don't know I just love all that
2: that part that was business. great yeah, yeah I loved her like holding up her finger and he's like right. oh I'm sorry <laughs> right that was great
1: what's yeah. it gonna be you know sullen silence or mean comment oh, okay God, got yeah. me a box here yeah, yeah, she
2: was good. She's another character where it's just like no matter what, like Deadpool just like monologues at her immediately. Just starts like going off and mm-hmm. then she just like looks him in the eye and gives him like the brilliant one-liner and you're just like, "Yes, that was exactly what you needed to do." Mhm. That's how you be friends with Deadpool. You don't take any shit from him.
1: That's right. Give right. as good as you get.
2: Definitely.
1: But not like Vanessa did. <laughs> yes. I mean, um,
2: yeah. So, on many levels. <laughs>
1: um so yeah dead uh colossus was great negasonic teenage warhead i don't know what else that actor has been in. i honestly can't think of anything else i've seen her face in but when they announced deadpool 2 like you know hearing whether or not she was going to be in it was like one of the big big weights um and
0: okay here's something cool that i just read so i'm not acting like i knew what i was doing when i came into this show but she has different powers in the comic i guess
2: yeah, uh, like does. telepathy
0: she's... and precog stuff.
2: Yeah, she's a Grant Morrison creation. And she is, I would say, fairly different in the comic. So,
0: so they wanted to make her a warhead, but then they had to get permission to do that. Because you can't just change stuff, I guess. Right. And in order to get permission, they traded the rights to Ego to Marvel. <laughs> so that's how Ego ended up in Guardians of the Galaxy is because Negasonic <laughs> Teenage Warhead had to be a real warhead.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: So that's weird behind the scenes shuffling. Yes it is. That is weird. It's also weird that Ego was Fox owned. Yeah. Why would that be? So
2: strange I
1: don't know. He showed up in Thor comics first. Yeah, good point. Were
0: they planning to do some cosmic thing? Fox? I don't know. Is there just a an infinite list of Marvel characters and they just like have (laughs) theirs circled and the and you know, the other studio has theirs circled and it's just kind of random? Oh, who has ego?
2: This reminds me of like the tops trading cards and uh-huh. exactly what me and my brothers would do whenever we were kids. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I have Jean Grey and she's an Omega level mutant, so who are you going to trade me?
0: <laughs> oh, you have two Negasonics, and I have two egos, so <laughs> we can just <laughs> make this happen.
1: Well, usually this like they're like in, in uh, clusters. You know, you have yeah. Namor as, a, as as a uh, Fantastic Four character. Mm-hmm. It's easier with villains. It's like Doctor Doom is. Most definitely a fantastic four character marvel studios can't touch him uh well can now but couldn't um but i don't know why ego would be over with fox That's so weird
0: yeah unless they had some plan to do something captain marvel but no because they already did captain marvel i don't know quasar oh my gosh fox is gonna do a quasar movie (laughs) wait that's eon or never mind that's not ego
1: but isn't he a little ego like isn't he like related to ego (laughs)
0: <laughs> he's the, kind of the same idea he's like a planet with a face on it i think yeah <laughs> he teaches he teaches characters cosmic awareness boy we are really like all over the place on deadpool tonight it's, but,
2: their references are really all over the place yeah that's true I liked like the, in front uh, of the camera and behind the scenes
1: i like the mcavoy or, or stewart reference that with the uh, good
2: one yeah
1: that was good <laughs>
0: Well, what's left except the old blind lady,
1: but I don't know. If she's I was going to, yeah, I meant to bring her up a second ago. We have blind Alfred who in the comics is usually referred to with both words, blind Alfred.
2: Yep. Mm. <laughs> hmm.
0: Is that like a, is that like a joke on Alfred or just no unrelated?
2: It could be, I'm not a hundred percent where that came from. Um, in the comic, once again, the relationship is a lot more abusive. It t- kind of takes a while for her to, um, even out I guess because like in the beginning he like keeps her trapped and like he essentially kidnaps her and this one it's a lot more gentle and a lot easier to laugh with I guess because you know he's didn't kidnap her (laughs) and isn't like holding her hostage in the comic he keeps her in like a box basically whenever he like leaves because he doesn't trust her not to run away and things like that so uh, this is one that definitely did a lot better in the movie, I'm gonna say. They took a lot of like the super dark stuff out of this one.
1: What I'm taking for this conversation, Sarah, is that Deadpool is actually a horrible, horrible person. And how has he ever gotten so popular?
2: Yeah, he was really bad in the comic for a very long time. Even a lot of I think that he starts to get redeemed a little bit sometimes, like once he started trying to be like a better person because he had a crush on like Siren or whatever <laughs> and like in X Force, which is all just like, dude, what? But um. Yeah, but then of course you know she rejects him, and that's a whole reason for him to like go off the deep end and like all of that kind of stuff. So they have his
1: own series.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of problematic stuff in those early days. I'm gonna say, like the entirety of Blind Owl as a character. The fact that somebody is literally called Blind Owl, I think, is maybe problematic in and of itself. But um, yeah, it's definitely a uh, pretty disturbing to read back through like certain writers have done a lot better like you have a you know gail simone did a great run on deadpool that was just so funny and takes all of those kind of mean parts of deadpool but isn't being like a raging misogynist about it for obvious reasons (laughs) so Mm -hmm. um that run is really good and you know she brings like dazzler into the mix like she has uh the rhino like deadpool shrinks the rhino and puts Deadpool into one of those like gerbil balls like the rolling like fun balls or whatever (laughs) and he like keeps the rhino in that and like rhino is like super pissed about it so he just like runs like full tilt at like Deadpool's ankle and breaks it (laughs) so like that is like a really fun I mean that's like you know really violent still has all of the Deadpool elements to it like the weird kind of like raunchy jokes and like all of that stuff but it's not super misogynistic. And so I think that that was kind of where that turned around essentially.
1: Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I was able to take the basic idea of the character, but not have him be a horrible, horrible person.
2: Yeah. Cause I think that that was, I mean, they tried to keep him be villainous for like a little while. So even in the Joe Kelly run, it was basically about him being really just a bad person. Um, But trying <laughs> like to be a little bit better kind of my name is Earl only like a few years earlier and in comics um but yeah he, he tries and doesn't he like fails on his redemption arc essentially because of T-Ray always trying to um mess up his life for you know secret past reasons um but yeah definitely <laughs> definitely pretty rough stuff in there for a little while
0: okay so joe kelly wanted her to be the first black widow but that never happened Hmm. (laughs) and she's apparently was very close friends with captain america before he went into the ice so now i need to read all that stuff which has nothing to do with this movie (laughs) because they didn't do any of that in this movie but that's just craziness
2: she's a lot more fun in this movie and the comic uh she still has, like, the comeuppance and stuff, but his, his inability to take jokes and stuff is very uh, incel, kind of, <laughs> like, very uh, disturbing. Um,
1: hmm. Yeah, and, Ryan, Reynolds is really a,
2: cute. Ryan
1: Reynolds' twinkle in his eye sort of makes a lot of the really hurtful stuff he says come off okay, because, you know, <laughs> you, you figure he doesn't really, really mean it.
0: Right.
2: Yeah, and it's like, she also, she calls him a dumbass, like, immediately, right? So mm. that, that's true to their comic relationship, but in this, it just, you know, minus keeping her in a literal box and, like, things like that. Like, so they took out, I love that they took out all of the things that were, like, that intensely problematic about that character, right?
1: Mm-hmm. But my question is, was it an Ikea box?
2: <laughs> it was, not it was uh much more disturbing i'll let you read that on your
1: own <laughs> okay well if it's not ikea that I, I don't i don't we're not gonna <laughs> I um have no
2: context for it
1: i would like i would like to think that this version of alfred does also know captain america yeah, just didn't show sure, it on the screen because they're I not owned that. by the same studio yeah
2: i would love that i love that idea
1: that would be awesome we'll let her have that they were they were friends um
0: okay maybe chris evans will do a cameo in deadpool 3 or something
1: it's interesting to i i think i appreciate knowing kind of how deadpool has changed and the way that he's presented cuz he's so loved now and so famous and popular that it's i think maybe important to remember that you know this is a character who started out like you said in and very abusive very stalkery very um villain as protagonist not villain as hero
2: yeah and so... takes revenge in a way that isn't equal to the things that are done <laughs> like he goes way overboard whenever it comes to taking revenge on his loved ones for sure in the comic um but yeah they've improved it a lot i do also want to note though that it does explain a lot of deadpool fans <laughs> that are like complete jerks um there's a lot that are great, like obviously, like my the co-host of Bitches on Comics, Essie, is a huge, huge Deadpool fan. Uh-huh. I would say that I'm a big Deadpool fan. I really like reading Deadpool comics. Um, but there, we we're not, had, we don't indicate the full, <laughs> the full uh, spectrum, I guess.
1: We should have had them on the show. Can you talk oh to Essie for Deadpool too? Maybe yeah. have them along.
2: Be great i think that uh, they would probably I actually, really enjoy that
0: i think you guys had a conversation on your show about deadpool and you know hero being a hero and not a hero and
2: yes and all how that
0: because because even changed. like as you guys are talking right now is how he gets nicer it's like maybe in a way but he still stabs you in the face at yeah. the drop of a hat so is he really someone to look up to <laughs> which has nothing to do with whether you enjoy the character or not of you course. know you can enjoy bad guys or but he is a bad guy yeah. i mean even if he's nice to the old lady now, he still will sooner stab you in the throat to get what he wants than not. So,
1: sure. but he yeah. does it yeah. while he's laughing and he does it in a funny way. And the people he stabs are always bad people. So right. nowadays it feels okay. Right. Um, delving it's, into the psychology of Deadpool and realizing that he's actually an asshole. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so. I remember because I think that in that same episode we were talking about how the difference between Deadpool and the Joker is essentially that we know the people that the Joker uh, is hurting and we don't right. know the people Deadpool is hurting.
0: Right, that's what it was. I knew something about what's the difference between a good bad bad guy and a bad 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 guy.
2: Right, where's an anti-hero and what's a just straight up jackass uh, who sometimes does things I mean, that are it, good?
0: Is Venom a good guy if his if he keeps eating heads? I mean, that just seems a <laughs> little. they can't all
2: be bad people like that's the thing we can't there's no way for us to judge that but you know their background so we don't pay attention to it
0: right does eat heads doesn't he eat entire thing i don't know he did in the movie
2: doesn't he eat entire thing
0: he eats entire he eats entire humans or something doesn't he so he doesn't have to eat eddie that was. I the remember right, ult-
1: Ultimate Venom is like sitting in that park next to that people he's telling mm-hmm. his story to, mm-hmm. and every now and then he just like hulks out and eats the person he's telling the story to, and someone else comes <laughs> and sits down. That's right?
0: what. He did it in the movie when the guy was trying to rob the convenience store. In the end, he ate him. Oh yeah. And it's like is this guy. You. I mean, this guy was going to rob twenty bucks, and he just straight up murders the dude. But <laughs> right. is that okay? I guess because <laughs> we don't know the guy. The guy yeah, seems jerky. Is- but meanwhile, like the guy has a son at home who's wondering where dad is.
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> he, he went out for a box of cigarettes and never came back. He never came back
0: because oh, he encountered gosh. Venom. Yeah. Uh, Complex
2: morality, not explained to superhero comic. <laughs> this is very
0: upsetting. <laughs> it actually reminds me of a there was a cut scene from the original Austin Powers. Boy, let's really just tangent this movie. <laughs> but like the scene was the guy, remember the guy that got rolled, uh, one of the Mr. Evil bad guys gets rolled over by the like i don't even know what it is it's like a big construction thing or whatever yeah Yeah. okay so there's that scene but then apparently there was more to it that they cut of like his family being notified that he got killed (laughs) and the and the wife and the children crying and like going on and on with the funeral and all that (laughs) stuff like to really humanize this poor guy that we don't know that got rolled over by the steamroller so yeah it's like if you don't know it i guess it doesn't matter
2: right right
1: okay well since we're anyway. talking about everything but deadpool
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway great movie Yeah, uh, to wrap it up i guess because i don't know we've talked about every character at this point right yeah
1: there yeah. aren't that many in this one mm-hmm. um yeah. is there anything else that you remember them pulling in from a comic story you read or anything else that you remember thinking while you're watching No, I guess or Mike? Not.
2: it is basically just kind of that uh i don't think that they did the um Oh, no, they do. They totally have Deadpool have to go save one of his ex-girlfriends at one point in the comic. That was another T-Ray storyline. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. But yeah, I guess it's like, it. Uh, so much of this is lifted like straight from the comics. And I think that they make good omissions. They leave a lot of important to leave out things out, <laughs> which is nice. Um, they kind So that maybe
1: leave, shouldn't have been there in the first place?
2: Yeah, things that are very questionable looking back. Um, And, you know, in the moment, we're pretty questionable as well. But I think that they nailed a lot of the supporting cast. I feel like Vanessa deserves greater justice that she might not ever get. Um, And yeah, it's just a funny movie other than that, I guess.
1: Mike, any other thoughts? I think
0: sometimes a movie is a movie and a comic is a comic or a book is a book. And I try really hard when I go to a movie to not be too obsessed with anything they change although sometimes the nerd in me makes that impossible but in this case like i said i don't know a lot about deadpool i didn't know that any of these characters we talked about tonight other than colossus and deadpool were comic book characters so it was kind of nice to just see this movie and not have any ways to compare or contrast or decide if they did something wrong or right and just take it as what it was and to me it's just a funny action-packed good movie so it works.
1: It's one, of the, it's one of the few superhero films that my wife enjoys. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, same here. I did not know anything about Deadpool, so I was purely watching this on an entertainment value mm-hmm. level. And it is it is laugh a minute. It is, you know, mm-hmm. it's pretty fantastic. Um and now as I go through and I read some early Deadpool stuff, in my mind I'm like, okay, so that's that person from the movie. And I'm, I'm relating it back to the movie instead of relating the movie back to the comics, mm-hmm. which is the reverse of the way I usually do things, because I'm very much a from-the-beginning kind of person. Mm-hmm. And so I like to experience franchises as they unfolded. And so it's not often that I'm going backwards like this.
0: It's kind of nice, though, what a movie serves to inspire somebody to pick up a comic. Now, in your case, we didn't really win anything, because you're already reading comics anyway, but <laughs> – You know, there are kids out there, maybe some kids like watch these movies and go, I want that comic, and that would be great. I don't hear those stories very often, but you would hope that every once in a while it inspires someone to pick up a comic book, all these movies that are coming out. Yeah.
2: I'm sure it does, and I hope that they pick up um, exactly the runs that I enjoyed. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. And none of the others.
0: <laughs> yeah, that probably won't work out.
2: But.
1: No. You know, there was a Deadpool story that made it on the 75 greatest Marvel comics. Really? List from from a few years ago. It was the Deadpool Kills trilogy of miniseries. Right. Um,
0: what is that? Him, him killing the entire Marvel Universe or something?
1: Yeah, I think it was Deadpool Illustrated. He went through and like killed a bunch of fictitious characters and right. killed the Marvel Universe and stuff like that. Um I, thought I forget who Deadpool wrote it or
2: Deadpool was pretty fun. <laughs> that was just him versus zombies, which like, you know, zombies, good God, I'm so over it. But uh, yeah, but it was really fun to watch Deadpool versus a bunch of zombies because like all of the grossness, you know, like you uh, just, this guy who can just get like fed on basically like versus. Oh, like,
0: wow. Ready. Good point. Disgusting.
2: It's really fun to read, (laughs) though. And then, of course, they do Return of the Night of the Living Deadpool because, like, they can't leave it alone. Like, they're Uh just like that whole Marvel zombies thing of just like cash grab, cash grab, cash grab. That was definitely those two series, but they were the ones that I had fun with. I didn't really enjoy the rest of that story, so I was glad to have one that was just gross and funny.
1: When Marvel Now happened, I tried to jump on the entire X bandwagon and the Deadpool series at that time was running the Dead Presidents storyline. Oh, yeah. Which a lot of people really liked. I, I can only take it in small doses. Mm-hmm. So, um, that was not a series that I stuck with for very long. But, sure. but yeah, okay. Well, um, <laughs> I guess we can wrap up. Um, mm-hmm. when this comes out, Sarah is this coming Friday. So, what is the episode of Bitches on Comics that's hitting this Wednesday? Because it'll be the newest one on the
2: feed whenever this comes out. Yes, well, it is Christmas time, and so we are Uh going to talk about my favorite Christmas story ever, which is uh, Have Yourself a Morlock Little Christmas from the X-Men animated series, um, Uh which is so bonkers and just... I mean, it's, I uh, don't celebrate Christmas, and even as a kid, we didn't celebrate Christmas in my house very much. Uh, when we did, it didn't work out very well, so I have not good Christmas memories, but I do have good memories of watching this animated special, because uh, the X-Men were just as bad at Christmas as I was, and it is really fun to watch. So Essie, who also does not celebrate uh, Christmas, we're both just kind of talking our way through you know the greatest Christmas story of all time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and y'all have been doing a series of episodes on on other winter festivity ideas besides Christmas, and yes. Um, although y'all did do the 1940 Superman Christmas special, Love which it. made me smile so big whenever y'all said that y'all were going to talk about that, and then y'all had a great little conversation about it.
2: Yeah, it's really one of my favorite comics ever. It was so good. I and I discovered it by complete accident. Because I have DC Universe, the app, so I can read stuff from all over the time. But um, (laughs) yeah, it's so funny and good. And just if I look back and think of like a golden age Superman story, it's always that one that comes to mind because it has all of the bonkers elements of Superman, where you're just kind of playing with like, you know, weird American myths stuff and then also superman and also like lois lane doing her whole <laughs> like getting tied to a rocket and shot into space thing and then villains names grouch and meanie which to me is like the funniest thing i've ever seen and just perfect it's all just perfection
1: all right and have you uh do you have any articles that have come out recently over at sci-fi or fangirls
2: um i Good God, yes, but I don't remember any of them right now. Um, we, I'm doing a, I've been doing a star signs column with uh, Claire McBride. So we talk about the, uh, like the horoscopes and like the astrology of a bunch of fictional characters. And this week, I think we're doing the Rankin and Bass Christmas specials. So uh, that's pretty fun. All
1: right. Is that like all the, the claymation stop motion Christmas specials? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're mm. like, Oh,
2: what, what's like Rudolph sign and like talk about it. Um, yeah. So in this column, we talk about astrology, but we also are talking about characters that have one or two definitive traits. <laughs> so like you can't get very in depth with them. And it's, it's basically just a humor column. Well, um,
1: We will have another episode on the feed, and I believe that's 90, Mm -hmm. the five stages of Fury, because uh, Sergeant Fury lost his beloved uh, Lady Holly. It's also going to be the last Torch story in Strange Tales 134, and um, Catch America and Iron Man are doing fun stuff over in Tales of Suspense 67, so that'll be on the feed right now. Um, Mike, anything else? I don't think so. Okay, well, what is our next X-Men film? Anybody, anybody have any idea? I is it think Apocalypse? it's
0: Apocalypse, right? Oh, yep.
2: I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh! I think that this is the last one that I haven't seen.
0: Okay, well, you know what? Maybe I'll just uh, very quickly double-check, but I'm pretty sure it's Apocalypse. It is Apocalypse, and then there's Logan, Deadpool 2, Dark Phoenix, and then we are done with the X-Men.
1: Okay, Unless until- they manage to get one more out.
0: Until they get New Mutants to in 2020, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: Which is I, why we were doing all this.
2: Yes. Yeah. I haven't seen Apocalypse. I've seen all the rest. We're okay. Good. <laughs> we're catching up.
0: John and I have okay, actually so. talked about Deadpool too, so we're gonna have to invite you and your co-host, so we could really change it up because I think we've already said what we were gonna say, but I can't oh. remember what we said, so it's okay.
2: I'm very y- sure that Essie has plenty to say. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Well, good. It was one of the first ones we covered because the show was pretty new whenever that came out. Uh huh. Um, so we just did it as the latest Marvel movie. But now we'll do it with, I've actually read a couple of the Deadpool comics, and y'all know Deadpool, and Essie loves Deadpool. So that's going to be a great time if, if, if they're available. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you again, Sarah, for being on the show. We always enjoy having you.
2: Love being here.
1: And Mike, I guess we'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks, See- everybody, for listening. Bye bye.
2: Yeah.